0: Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin. Um, we're doing Rock of Love, guys. Of this, we only got about three episodes left. Um, this one, meet the parents, and uh, then next week is the finale, and then after that's the reunion, and then it's on to a new season of Bye Pumpkin. I mean, we always do palate cleansers, and I don't exactly know what I'm going to be doing. I got some commissioned episodes I need to get out of here, but. We'll see. We're we're I just want to say we're heading around the bend on this one. And over on the Patreon, which you can find at patreoncom backslash buypumpkin, uh we have just finished a Teen Mom series. We did Teen Mom 2 season 1. I also did a couple of palette cleansers after we finished that up. Um I did uh Leah 16 and pregnant and Chelsea 16 and pregnant. Um interesting stuff. Like I you know I've seen those, those fucking episodes a million times and then one day you know you I and then I go back to them you know and I'm like oh shit I forgot that happened I forgot this was doing that I forgot blah 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 so that was exciting I don't think I'm going to do Janelle's I feel like Janelle's has been done to death um I've done it I've listened to it a million times like so I don't think I'm going to do that but I am going and I don't think I'm going to do Kale cuz I'm you know what you guys know that me and Kale got all the same problems, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I need to do her 16 and pregnant, so I got a couple of more palette cleansers I'm going to do over there. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out, and then after that, we got our new Patreon series, and you guys voted, still a lot of you haven't voted, but, Uh, Some of y'all voted and it looks like we're going to end up doing Real Housewives of New Jersey season four, which is going to be a long bonus series. Okay, I don't usually do bonus series that long. That said, I go where the people want me to. So uh, look out to be on the start of that. Um, I think that's pretty much everything I want to tell you guys this time. I think that's it. Oh, I did a Princess Diaries episode for those who are in that tier. That tier only has 50 slots um so if you are not a part of that tier check back frequently people get tired of me. People get tired of me all the fucking time. So <laughs> so I people drop out and if you don't want to li- and if you are in that tier you you don't like what you're listening to please please unsubscribe from it so somebody who does want to listen can do so. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um let's talk about Brett. And let's talk about the parents of Jess, Heather, and Lacey. Uh, we're down to three girls, and it's you know Heather and Lacey just re- are realizing they both can't win. Okay, <laughs> it was always gonna be like this. It was always gonna be down to one person, and and now here we are, like the, the the end of the road. They're they're having a boys to men moment. They realize they're at the end of the road with each other. Um, Heather is mad at how Lacey acted in Vegas. And to that, I say, besides the part where Jess said that she was, that she said she, or Brandy said that she, that Lacey said she'd throw anybody under the bus she had to, what Lacey was doing in Vegas had nothing to do with you, Heather. I mean, it was annoying and she got the date, that's no, and you know what maybe she's maybe she's mad about her uh lacy saying to brett oh well i haven't i'm the one that hasn't had a lone date maybe that's what she's upset about but that's still not a reason to be mad the fact is we are at the end of the road and we have to uh, we we got to figure out which one of us is gonna win and i think that heather realized that and that's part of what's made her mad right now i don't know um Jess is all alone. Sam's long gone. Brandy's, I mean, she didn't love Brandy, but, you know, uh, I think Brandy was more of a floater between groups. And, uh, but she and Brandy got along better than she gets along with any of these two women. So, you know, Jess is on her own at this point. So it's time for the parents to come. This is a, this is an episode that always happens in these types of shows, and, I've, there are seasons, and I believe the season with Daisy uh, De La Hoya, whose name, didn't somebody tell her name was like uh, Caroline Stanberry? <laughs> Did somebody say her name was something else? By the way, Caroline Stanberry, they built the Real Housewives of Dubai around Caroline Stanberry, and what a good fucking choice. What a smart choice. I go where Caroline goes. You guys, I recently rewatched all of Ladies in London and it holds up, baby. It holds up. And so <laughs> I am excited <laughs> to see Caroline Stanberry, you know, her and his name is Sim, right? Clem. It's C-E-M. But I always forget how they pronounced it. Somebody's going to like comment and be like, it's literally how it looks. But uh, her and him got divorced great. I felt like he was holding this back. <laughs> I felt like, I felt like she wanted to do even, I, I felt like she wanted to do more things and, and wouldn't because she was like, oh, I don't know how he's going to react. And so, <laughs> I'm happy they're divorced. And she's just basically out here. COVID doesn't exist for her. She wherever the fuck she want to be. I don't approve of that. But listen, I do, I do appreciate someone who just says, uh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and they just keep, and they don't, they don't try to be like, oh, everyone got tested. Everyone stay home by themselves. Everyone, we're, we're in um we're in a bubble. Like I, I do appreciate someone who just goes, no, nah, bitch, I'm on a plane. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Rules don't apply to me. I don't care. I don't care if I kill everybody. I don't care. I do appreciate that straightforwardness. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really fucking looking forward to it. And, you know, I usually do a preamble to my episodes where I always talk about what I'm watching. Um, I can't wait till I'm like, guys, did you see what fucking Caroline Stanberry did? What's her last name now? Is it still Stanberry? She's, she's keeping Stanberry because Caroline Stanberry works. I don't know. If, I think that might have been her name before she got married, though. Um, I'm not sure. Anyway, Daisy Delahoya's real name was something that was not Daisy Delahoya. It was something... You know what? Let me look it up because sometimes when you guys rush to help me figure out stuff and you and you're like, I need to make sure Princess knows this information. Like too many of you will will uh will comment and then I'll have to hear the answer for the next seven to ten business days. And I'll be like, why do people keep telling me about Daisy De La Hoya's um real name? Why? I'll even forget I even asked. Daisy De La Hoya real name. Vanessa Mossman. (laughs) Vanessa Mossman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think it was the season with Vanessa Mossman that, and that's, that's next season. There are only three seasons of Rock of Love, I believe. There might be four. No, I think there's three. So that's next season where they don't really have parents coming. I might be misremembering this. I haven't watched in a long time. But they have, like, exes coming or something like that. Um, which is even messier, to be completely honest. Imagine if they had Heather and Lacey's exes there. Then they have to have Jess's actual boyfriend. Because remember, she literally had a boyfriend throughout this whole fucking thing. And I'm sure that, like, the story is... The story is uh, she didn't have a boyfriend. Or they were off and on. They broke up but they got back to, you know, so we broke up right before I came here and then we got back together right when I got back home. So I technically didn't have a boyfriend, but I might as well have had a boyfriend. Anyway. Um. So, I mean, we get right to it. Um, Heather's parents come first. Um, She's super happy to see them. She's real chill with them. They're divorced and not together. And Heather says she's only seen him in the same room two other times in her life. L- listen, Heather's the ultimate cool girl, right? The cool girl that does not actually exist. But, like, she she is the cool girl. She loves sports, likes being topless, has an easy relationship with her parents. Most things are easy and stuff. And, like, she's, she, and so she greets her parents in the way you would expect her to. Like, hey, man, I'm so happy to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they immediately get talking to, with Brett and, you know, they all get along, you know? I mean, like I said, I always said that if someone had told me Heather was a mole from Pittsburgh, I'd be like, yep, that that sounds about right. Our parents seem about right. Like, uh, what's there, what's not to get along with? Just like, it's like... Not stupid. So once they realize they get all this commotion, they realize that Heather's parents are here. Jess assumes her parents are going to arrive soon, and they do. She cries when she sees them, and her dad asks if it's tears of joy, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, that's fine. And she says they're her friends, and they all have fun together. Brett thought Jess's parents would be an investment banker and a judgy mom. I'm like, oh, the judgy mom doesn't get a job? Like, <laughs> He's a, she's he's surprised by what shows up her dad like eventually like I mean he's just real chill and he's like so what do you think of this thing and he points at a uh, Jess I mean she's obviously from a suburb of Chicago listen to their voices I love guys I miss Chicago sometimes I love living in Chicago and I love the way people talk I love when someone from Naperville talks to me <laughs> I love it. I just, I think their accents are so. I think they sound nice and I think they're reassuring. I mean, they're not, but I still. Um, Lacey's dad arrives with a woman that seems to be Lacey's age. Her name is Karen. She's probably, Lacey's what, 30, 31 years old? That lady's probably in her 40s, maybe. She, I'm like, okay. Sure. (laughs) She tells him that she has two more bitches to kick out and they all laugh. And she also, she shows him the album cover where she's being the devil and her dad isn't impressed. Brett says he met Lacey's dad on a plane six years previous. How the fuck did you remember that, Brett? I feel like Brett meets a lot of people, right? You think, I think Brett meets a lot of people like just in passing. And... Like, I find it extremely suspect that he saw Lacey's dad and was like, I know you from six years ago on a fucking plane. I don't know. I feel like Lacey told someone the story and then production was like, you did meet him. <laughs> um, But he says he lived, laughed, and loved on a flight from Dallas to, to Orlando one time. And Brett says that he thought the guy was really odd. And the dad, Otis tells us that um, he showed Brett a picture of Lacey on that flight. So listen, I think y'all already know. Y'all been listening to this podcast. Y'all know who I am. Y'all follow me on fucking Twitter. I talk about myself all the time and my thoughts and my beliefs. And I'm going to tell you right now that a white man named Otis from Dallas with an earring in his ear and a much younger wife and a daughter like Lacey gives me red flags all over the place. That's all I'm gonna say right now. I, I, Otis, if I was someplace with Otis, I would move to the other side of the room. Mostly because I know me and Otis ain't gonna be feeling it. Me and Otis, I can look at Otis and tell we don't have the same views on nothing. Now, Heather's daddy, whose name I don't know because it's not Otis, eh, I believe the same thing. Me and me and, you know, me and Heather's daddy probably got a difference of opinions on a few things. But I still believe, like, Heather's dad is like the friends of all the dads of all my friends that would love to have me come over and chit-chat with me and like and like tell everybody, like, tell tell their kids how they need to be more like me. You know, I give good parent, you know, people parents like me. And then tell everyone that like you know I'm not like the rest of them. That's what that's what Heather's dad would do. He'd be super nice to me. He definitely let me come with him to the Sizzler on Friday night, and he'd be like, "Well, you know, she's not like those other black people." That's what he was saying. You know, like I said, White Lotus really triggered me. <laughs> I've been on I've been on some vacations as the friend, the black friend, you know. Um. But Otis, I ain't fucking with Otis. <laughs> now that all the parents are there, it's time to spend some time with them. And, ha- and Brett basically does like a round rob. He starts with Heather and her family and they go to the Saddle Ranch. Do you guys remember the Saddle Ranch? They tried to make a reality TV show out of there. Sort of Vanderpump Rules. The truth is there have been a lot of shows that had the premise of Vanderpump Rules, but they were not... The juggernaut that Vanderpump Rules was. By the way, um, I've been pressured by some other podcasters to select Vanderpump Rules season two as my next season of Buy Pumpkin. And I honestly don't know. Uh, it's still up in the air. Like a lot, uh, a lot of people are like, yes, that's a really good idea. The thing is, I don't quite know if it fits in with my brand because Vanderpump Rules is still on and going. Um, so is Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I'm doing that on the Patreon. Um, and also I did not enjoy Vanderpump Rules as much as everybody else did. I just didn't. And I stopped watching it a while ago. Uh, it might be a good thing for me to do to go back and try to see, you know, for every reality TV shows, I got to find my joy on the show. The person that I'm so happy to see on screen that it makes all the terrible people worth it. It's Portia, it's Whitney, it's Big Ange. I gotta find the thing that makes me laugh. It makes me like love life. And I didn't really, I don't think I really had one on Vanderpump Rules. I don't, I don't, I don't find Kristen as fun as a lot of people do. I, I, I feel like I wait at tables with a lot of Kristens and they're exhausting. Um, I certainly don't go up for saucy. And so who do I go up for? Who's my, who's my light in the show? And I don't think I had one. And I think that's why it wasn't as fun for me as other people. And the other thing is because, so I could go back and go like, what's my goal here? Like, so for Rock of Love, my goal was to see, was it as obvious, is it justice for Heather for me? Is, is that still how I feel? Um, for Flavor of Love, it was to see the beginnings of a pop culture juggernaut juggernaut named Tiffany New York Pollard. Um, for Breaking Bonaducci, my goal was to guesstimate how many people Danny Bonaducci has killed in his lifetime. So the whole point of that is that, like, yeah, I know that it's on brand for me to go back to things and try to, like, see if I feel differently about stuff. But... For me to give you guys a decent season of Vanderpump Rules, I'm going to have to have guests on it because my excitement level is not the same as it is for something like, I don't know, Jersey Licious, which I've been thinking a lot about. So, I mean, I'll figure it out. It feels like it's a good time to do it, and so many people have been in my mentions and my inboxes, like, being like, are you going to do it? Are you? Could you? Please? And I'm like, guys, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna get what you want if I do Vanderpump Rules because I do not, part of my problem with Vanderpump Rules is that uh, the show did not understand how terrible they are as we got to the end of the season, to the, to the current seasons. it's I mean, it's still on. And they should have shot it when they let the white supremacists go. But like, whatever. Okay, they gotta, you know, money. <laughs> and so so you know they're just limping along um but like yeah i um i i it was difficult for me to watch because the show did not under the show had been like no they're just they're just good people and the show doesn't understand what the problem is all right and then the, the the people are just getting richer and more famous, and more. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's not fun. And in a way, I feel similarly about Teresa. It's hard for me to, you know, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey is great, right? Those early seasons are really fucking good. But they turn Teresa into something she's not. And she's always been a center of the show. I went back and rewatched the first four. Seasons five seasons not too long ago and she has always been the center of the show. It didn't feel like it because everyone else had like, there. Caroline does take up a lot of space in the room. That is not that is not me calling her fat because she's not fucking fat. uh but you know we 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 were looking at her like she was like fucking the Loch Ness monster. But in any case. Caroline is such a like a dominant figure and then uh, her sister and her sister-in-law So it felt like At first glance that you're like, oh Caroline's center of the show, but so much of the storylines are centered on Teresa So many of them from season one till Caroline's gone and then Teresa literally is the center by season three which is when ter- which is when Melissa gets on. Teresa is the center. Teresa's willing to play in a way that Caroline is not too. Caroline's always Caroline's always like, I don't know, we're on a reality show. My fam my my family's as thick as thieves. Like she's she's like she's above the show and I don't think Teresa's ever been above the show. But I didn't have the same feelings when Teresa went to jail. Because it felt like the show knew that Teresa was ridiculous and made sure to show her as ridiculous. And, and maybe that's why I haven't been as big a Jersey fan once Teresa's out of jail. Although I, I have been wanting to go back and rewatch her Coming Home special. But we'll see. Um, and so that's something to examine. Why do I feel okay with Teresa's stuff? I actually literally don't care what Jen, Jen Shaw did. Do you guys know that? That I was watching, I've, I've been re watching, or well, I've been catching up with season two because, you know, I, I don't watch it in real time. And that's why I've recently been talking so much about Whitney because I was like, I think Whitney's my Porsche. I'm just like happy to see her on screen. I just, I, the past is questionable. I think she's stupid. <laughs> I think Whitney's smarter than Portia, to be honest. But, but still, I don't think she's too super smart. And then a lot of things happen. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But I'm happy to see her, always, 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 always. Even her when she's with her weird daddy. I mean, she's not with him right now. But like, I was watching the reunions for uh, Real Housewives of uh Salt Lake City, and I was just thinking. It's fine. Whatever Jen did is fine. And I know I should not feel that way. I do not care. What's she going to get? Like 18 months? Nine months? Yeah, give her a time and let her go fucking do it. I'm like 99% sure she's fucking guilty. But I do not feel bad watching this show because I don't think the show elevates her and I don't think the show enables her to do crimes. I just don't. And a lot of the stuff that the Van Der rules cast in, especially Jack's, I was, the show enabled them to do it, but I don't know, we'll see you guys, I'm I'm really thinking about it, a lot of people are really excited, but I don't fucking know, I'd have to have a lot of guests, because that's not a show that I can do by myself, and talk for two hours, and have a good time, I need to bring, drag some people with me, and I know I will be able to have a lot of guests, but <sighs> guests are hard, scheduling's hard, uh is difficult and I already shit is already too fucking hard for me right now so I'm still pondering it I'll let you guys know what I decide obviously and I only got like about a week and a half to decide so we'll see um why am I talking about that I don't even remember why I'm talking about that what the fuck was I talking about I don't know I really don't know and do I have time to even go back and find out no not really Oh, Saddle Ranch. Saddle Ranch. That's what I was talking about. Sad- I think the Saddle Ranch had a reality show that they were trying to do. If you guys remember that, comment on something and tell me. Anyway, they get to drinking and having a good time. Heather's dad's telling jokes and they're all laughing. And then Heather rides the bull and her she said her tatters, her tatters were flip-flopping everywhere and people were cheering. And they were. She had a good time. Heather's the type of person that will get up on a bull. After that, he goes to meet... Um, Jess and her family at a shop on Melrose that he says is his favorite, but I don't know why you would say that because you didn't say the name right. The name is Rockin' Religion. Uh, I'm assuming they're a true religion distributor. I don't know what true religion jeans are. I guess everyone wore them, but they don't make them in my size, so I wasn't one of them. Um, I do know remember them being a thing, I just do not. I was not inside that because that's not a thing that, that I would have been doing. Um, but when I hear rockin' religion, I'm like, are they talking about true religion? What are they saying? So they just go to try on clothes, just had the worst date. So you gonna take me somewhere and not even fucking feed me? What are you doing? And how many meals can, can Brent have in one day? Uh, they try on clothes and, you know, Brett puts a do-rag and a hat on her mom and I would've shut that shit down right now. You're not gonna have my mama looking crazy up in here. No, ma'am. Uh, Brett says, notices that Jess and her family get along great and he likes that and that's fine. But I think that if Jess didn't wasn't close to her family, that wouldn't be a red flag on her. You know what I mean? Like, Making it so that unless somebody has a good relationship with their family, then something's wrong with them. I'm like, that's not necessarily true. Maybe they just have good boundaries and they're like not taking bullshit. Maybe they're doing that. Maybe they maybe their parents did something to them. Maybe they have like childhood trauma that they can't let that, that they're like, I'm not I can't have a relationship with these people that did this shit to me. I don't know. But I just think it's like the way he's talking about it, I don't like that. I don't like I would hate for some, I think they did this on The Bachelor, right? I like I said I've never seen the show, but I'm I'm pretty sure they go they meet the parents. I think this is where this this these shows got it from. But I I had just from like, you know, being alive in pop culture, hearing that, like someone someone's like, well they don't have a close no one came for their family day. Well okay. Not everybody has a big family. Not everybody has a family. Why is that a red flag on them? I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to ask questions, but I but I wouldn't be like, oh, well. <sighs> so, finally, Brett goes to a restaurant on Sunset to meet up with Lacey and her parents. Now, Brett says he thought he'd get to ask a lot of questions about Lacey, but the dad's doing all the question. But the truth is, the best thing out of everything Otis did on this entire episode was he asked, What does Brett bring to the table besides money? And good question. What is it, Brett? Because you have to, you guys, if you go back to season one of Buy Pumpkin, I am screaming all the time about how Flavor of Love, Flav is constantly telling people, What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? When I know for a fucking fact, he doesn't bring anything to the table except for an empty stomach. That's all he brings to the fucking table. And I'm glad somebody asked Brett, like, what's the purpose of you, Brett? What is, why is you? And so Brett says he's a, his answer is that he's a pretty easygoing guy and he's fun. But he also seems annoyed that he was like, he, so there's a miscommunication. I I don't know if it's a miscommunication. Uh, Brett says, is anybody else, they're eating fries. He's like, does anybody else like uh, feel this hot sauce or is it just, my tongue is hot. And Otis says, in what I thought was a joking manner, no, it's because of all the lies you're telling. And Brett really seemed to take offense to that. And he was like, uh, and it's talking to him. He's like, I didn't even get a chance to talk. I literally was asking about the french fries. And I was like, were you? That's not the way it came. I don't know. It seems like a miscommunication that made Brett upset. And honestly, the fact that like Otis is asking him, like, so what's your in, like, what's your plans and stuff, and you know, do you want to get married again, like, just asking stuff like that, and Brett's like, I don't know, I don't know, never thought about it, never thought about it, and I'm like, Brett, at your big age, you didn't think about it, you don't even have kind of an idea, I don't know, like, do you plan to be doing on the road all the time for the rest of your life? What do you plan to do? And I actually don't know what Brett Michaels is doing now. I remember he went on The Apprentice. Uh, the Apprentice. And I remember that he almost died. <laughs> and then, um, you know, he's got the diabetes. The diabetes. Um, Did I tell you guys that I had to explain that reference to someone? They did not know who Wilford Brimley was. I mean, they're in their 30s. but And so I expl- I was trying to show them, like, the oatmeal commercials. The Quaker Oats guy. Also, the reason we were talking about it is because somebody we know looks like that guy. And I was like, he doesn't give you you know, the diabetes guy, and he, and so I showed them that, and I also showed them the diabetes thing, and they were like, did, did they get the diabetes from, did he get the diabetes from the Quaker Oats? And I was like, no, that's not how diabetes work, but it's so cute that you, that you would think that. (laughs) Anyway, Brett, um, you know, he had some medical complications, he almost fucking died. I don't know, like, what Brett's doing right now, but it's fair for me to ask you, at your big age, what your plans are. Um, you know, I'm going to defend Otis one more time, probably, in this episode. This is it. Otis speaks really highly of Lacey, and everybody in this episode hates that they because they don't like Lacey, and I agree. A lot of things he thinks about Lacey is not true, right? I, I also don't think he knows who the fuck Lacey is, however... I don't think it's wrong for parents to speak highly of their children, even if they're children in their 30s. I think that's actually really nice that he has this image of Lacey and that, like, he he thinks she's great. If nobody else thinks you're great, I hope your parents think you're great. I hope your parents think you're smart. I think I hope your parents like your ugly little drawing that you made. I I hope your parents think ch- that that you got your going places. So like the fact that he kind of dotes on her and talks highly of her and I don't know. I I don't think that's bad. Now, the lacey he describing ain't the lacey we've been seeing, so somebody lying. But still I don't I don't hold that against them. Like and that's probably the last time I'll defend Otis in this episode. Because next Otis says he's a wealthy man. And he hopes he know. And he hopes Brett knows that there's gonna be a prenup involved if he's marrying Lacey. Here's the thing, Otis. Your precious daughter went to a cattle call to date a uh, rock star. She had never seen. She didn't even know who the fuck it was. It could have been anybody. It could have been Nikki Six. It could have been fucking Mark McGrath. (laughs) It could have been any (laughs) fucking body. It could have been anybody, guys. And she just showed up. So don't act like everybody's trying to get Lacey and they're trying to make see if they can fuck Lacey and they can get to Lacey. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Because Lacey showed up here not knowing who was gonna who she was gonna be competing for, ready to go. She went through several rounds of casting. She completed a psych exam. Wasn't a good one because she got through, but she completed one. She did a STD test. Some sort of physical. I'm sure, I mean, with all the mouthing and stuff, I'm sure there's an STD test, but who fucking knows? Lacey filled an application. Guys, Lacey worked to get on this show to date a strain, a person whose name she did not know yet. So, for Otis to be like, well, I hope you know there's going to be a prenup involved. I'm like, get Otis, she hasn't even won yet. And she ain't gonna win. Plot twist. <laughs> so we don't fucking care. Now, prenup. Am, am I opposed to prenups? Am I opposed to someone being like, hey, there's gonna be a prenup involved? No, I don't. But I just think we got the, we put the cart before the horse. Don't get your dress over your head and get your panties down around your ankle. We ain't there yet. This is a this is a conversation to have with Lacey. Uh When Lacey tells you she's ready to get married, this is a conversation, okay, well, we're going to have to do a prenup because, you know, blah, 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 fine. I don't know. It just felt like, it felt gross. The whole thing felt gross. And the fact that he's doing it on TV, and it also felt like he was like, just so you know, I have money. I'm a wealthy man. Okay. If you're wealthy, how come you dress like that? How come your hair looks like that? How come you won't pay for Lacey to get a better dye job? These are the questions I want to fucking know. Because y'all look real, y'all look like y'all on the same level as the Pittsburgh family to me. I'm just saying that. So when Lacey and her family get back to the house, Heather is in the room topless. And Lacey finds that to be offensive. She's not like lying around. She's like getting dressed. And my understanding is that that, isn't that the room she and Lacey share? And I guess that that night, Lacey and her family are going to sleep in that room. But I guess Heather's shit is still in there. So she went in there to get dressed. Now, so I don't find it offensive that Heather is like getting dressed in the room. I don't think that's, I mean, maybe it's ill-advised. You know, they're still staying in here. So you should have got your shit and gone in your own room. Fine. But, the part that's gross is that after Lacey, after Heather's starting to get, she, I mean, she's getting dressed, she's putting on her clothes. And Lacey's like, Heather's running around her topless in front of my dad. No, babe, your dad is staring he- Heather down. Your dad is ogling her nips. Your dad is, is memorizing her for his spank bank later. That's gross. If she were actually like just getting dressed and it just happens that like you guys walked in and her, no biggie, no biggie at all. Okay. We'll go back out. You we will fit let, let me let you get dressed. We'll go out here. But you guys don't, you just kind of stand there and the people that are being, are making it weirder, you, not Heather. I, I don't know. So then we see a scene of Lacey telling her parents that she really likes Heather, but Heather's a stripper. And I guess she also says some slick shit about Heather and the stripper pulled in front of Heather too and Heather doesn't like it. Um, Lacey says that the families come from very, cause they're all gonna eat dinner together. She's like, well, the families come from very different backgrounds and her family can tell that we don't have anything in common with the other families, which sounds a lot like these aren't our type of people. Also gross, Lacey. Lacey also says that she and her family are very interesting so they like to get the convo started but I think Jess clocked it correctly that like Lacey and her dad are like give us all your bios like why the fuck I have to give you my bio Lacey and Lacey's dad who i had never seen before a day in my fucking life why do you need my bio what you gonna do with it are you producing this Do do you have are you in charge of deciding what happens next that I don't know about or are you a fucking guest like the rest of us eat your food Sit there and eat your rice, bitch. I, I, I find I find Lacey and her dad so offensive. Even though I definitely defended Otis quite a bit. But that's only because, like, the fact that he thinks uh Lacey is the bee's knees is not the gross part of him. I wish more people talked about their kids that way. You know, I am a big fan of giving my kids their flowers now. Now, listen, I come on this podcast and I complain about my kids, right? Because it's my podcast. When they get their podcast, they'll complain about me. People like to complain. What the fuck do you want from us? I complain about my kids all the time. But it is important that I compliment them in front of them. When I have parent-teacher meetings or IEP meetings and the, the teachers tell them nice things, about, I write them down. And when the kids come home, I'm, I make sure I say, Mrs. L said this about you. Miss S said that about you. So they fucking know. People are saying shit, good shit about you. When they have good ideas, I tell them they have good ideas. When I think they look nice today, I, I stop what I'm doing and go, you look fucking handsome, bro. You look good. What you doing over there? I don't know, but you you it today. When my kids get haircuts, it's kind of embarrassing because I am hyping them the fuck up as we walk to the car. I'm taking pictures. I'm like, oh, you modeling now. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I had this model with me. Like, I will talk some shit to them because I believe in giving people their flowers. I don't ever have to lie. I don't ever have to exaggerate because I think they're great. Even when they on my fucking nerves, I think they're great. I think they're funny. I think they're smart. I love, like, I love to stop and be like, did you guys hear this idea that so-and-so said? She came up with that by herself. That's so awesome. Like, I believe in, like, being your kid's biggest fucking fan. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is walking around here acting like you can buy and sell all of us at this fucking table we're, we're all on the same reality TV show and we all fill out the same paperwork and we all uh we all got here the same way and only one of us sucked breakfast. Right dick. Guess who? Which one it was? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I. I. I and a part of me is like. Okay, princess, we're going back to relook at these things and see if we feel the same way. Like one of my goals for a rock of love is to see if I still hated Lacey. And I do. And I don't find her charming in twenty twenty-two either. Sonia telling us that story about her threatening to sue people because uh Sonia just was just wanted to repeat what Heather posted is stupid. Like, fuck you, Lacey. <laughs> and I know people are like you know, uh, Lacey is in the same boat as Spencer Pratt, right? People love to hear them talk about the behind the scenes of the shows they were on, which is is always fun. But you telling me you were trying to play a villain does not make me think that everything you did isn't real. Well, everything you did is still real. You, j- I just now know you did it on purpose. You're plotting it, and that doesn't make me like you more. Um. Yeah, like I. I, I we're almost at the end of this journey and I do not feel it for Lacey at all. But I do ask myself, were, was Otis and Karen, Karen, terrible? Or, were they just whatever and they were edited to be terrible? Because they were done with Lacey at this point. They already knew Lacey couldn't go to top two. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I If I saw the unedited footage, would it be as gross? I don't know. Um, I just feel like if I were being like an asshole, if I were in an asshole mood, I would just ignore when Lacey's dad was like, what's your bio? Such a weird question. What's your bio? What the fuck? Um, wh- is this a networking event? What the fuck are y'all talking about? Um, Even at a networking event, if somebody walks up to me and was like, what's your bio? I'd be like, get away from me. So uh, I ignore their questions and just start talking to someone else and pretend like I didn't hear them. That's what I probably do. Um, Which is kind of what Heather does. And when they ask Lacey, when they finally get to Lacey and they ask Lacey what she does, uh, Lacey says she's a musician at the same time that her dad says she doesn't work. She lives off her investments. And that's, interesting because that's not what I thought Lacey did um I don't know I, I don't know what my impression of Lacey was but the fact that she's living off her investments I mean it's, it's not different I mean uh, she had to live off of something because she's not like a well-known musician and I don't think she tours as much I, I just I don't think she's a working musician in the same way that like A lot of other people could be. So I assume she's supplemented with something. And in fact, it's an investment. So what? But like, it's very different than the image that Lacey has put forth or that we all got about Lacey. We definitely got two, three, four, five, six talking heads about her being uh, a musician and a singer. And yet she did not mention her investments. What kind of investments, Lacey? Did you invest them? What are you talking about? Um, Lacey, but Lacey is in her talking fucking head saying that Jess is content washing hair and Heather takes her clothes off for a living. She's the only one with dreams and aspirations. Unlikable, unlikable. And if you listen to Lacey, she did it on purpose. I don't think so. Um, Not this part. I think some of the other parts, but not this part. Heather starts to bring up how Lacey has been drinking all day and night. Heather mentions she's been drunk as hell and she's been running around naked. And Lacey starts to get embarrassed. And then her step Karen took her off to the side to be like, "Uh, I think Heather's trying to spill your tea. Okay, thanks Karen. We all have ears. Like it's obvious what Heather's doing there. Um, Karen, shit. Later, Heather and... uh Brett are talking about getting up on the bull at lunch. And Otis says, who eats at a restaurant with a mechanical bull in it? Sir, you're from fucking Dallas. I know you ain't talking. Uh, listen, I Listen, I like Dallas just fine. I'm actually going to take the kids there for a visit. Not a visit, but like a, I'm going to take them for like a, a long weekend this fall. And I'm going to take them to Dallas. And I'm, they're gonna We're going to do some fun stuff there. I think there's a lot of fun shit to do in Dallas. It's cool. Um, and me and my husband are gonna get a babysitter. We're gonna go to this really nice restaurant and not take kids with us. And we're gonna have a good time. It's just gonna be for a long day, uh, a long weekend, in fucking Dallas, just doing kid shit and eating good and living our lives. Great. But for oldest to be walking around here telling me that he doesn't know who gonna eat in a restaurant with a fucking bull in it. I bet the McDonald's got a fucking bowl in Dallas. Don't get, get the fuck out of here, Otis. Um, Brett leaves dinner because he hates Lacey's dad. That's it. He's like, I'm done with this. And they all end up going to sleep in the house, which is like, why aren't they in a fucking hotel? Why do I have to sleep in this bed that just a couple of weeks ago held at least nine strippers in it? Why, why do I have to go sleep in this bed now? In a place where they film all, why do I have to do that? They could have. I don't know. It just, it seems weird. So next morning, Brett's working out. Um, Lacey goes to talk to him and Brett's basically like, what the fuck is wrong with your dad? And Lacey admits her dad doesn't have the best etiquette around money matters. She says she can talk to him. And during that talk, she also takes a shot at Heather about how chill Heather is around her parents. She says that because Heather still strips, even though her parents don't like it, that's a red flag. And she says, she also says that Heather is saying that getting with Brett that she would quit stripping, but that's a lie because she didn't quit because her parents weren't gonna strip. She she literally says to Brett, um, two weeks after two weeks after she quit, she's gonna be back stripping. Well, Heather happens to hear this. Now, happens is in quotes. Because Brett's working out in this little like it's like a it's a porch with like workout shit on it. And I swear I've seen this porch before and it didn't have work. It just had like patio stuff and they were smoking in it. I swear I've seen this before. But this little workout porch happens to be right underneath where the kitchen, the kitchen has a balcony and the doors are open to the kitchen balcony. And that's where Heather and Jess and everybody is upstairs eating. And I'm like, this just seems like a lot of coincidence and I can definitely see uh. Production being like okay Brett you have to be over here a bunch of PAs moved like weights and shit over there and Then being like okay Lacey go ahead and talk to Brett and then Someone upstairs being like make sure the the doors are open to the balcony (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I just I can see it going either way and I'm leaning towards the production set them up for this I don't I just maybe I'm cynical. Maybe I've watched too much reality TV. Maybe I'm too old I don't know, but I just don't believe this is a coincidence. So Heather hears and goes down there to shut it down. And she's in her pink camo pants and her bikini top. And she calls Lacey a master manipulator. And he he she tells Brett that Lacey is lying. Lacey keeps calling her sweetie. And Heather's like, don't call me sweetie. You're a liar and a bitch. And your family's going to see exactly for who you are. Jess is eating cereal. Something out of a bowl. And just enjoying the show, which is exactly where I would be. She's like, mm-hmm. This is like when people fight at my job. I'd be like, mm, "What they doing over there?" I'm. I get close enough that I can hear what all the fight is about, but far enough that no one could be like. And princess, what do you think? I'm like, oh, not involved in this. But definitely want to hear what's happening. And then later on, I slack someone be like, "Girl, you all right? What happened?" Like that's that's what I would do. Um. So Heather says, Lacey. Uh, tells Lacey that her family will finally see who she is, and that Heather's family is proud of her, and that her f- and that Lacey's family be ashamed of who Lacey is. Brad doesn't say anything after the whole thing. He just holds these shake weights. <laughs> I don't think they're shake weights, but he's holding them, their hand weights, and he's holding his head down silently. And when Lacey says that didn't go good, he goes, "No, it didn't." <laughs> Lacey thinks this is good because it's a frightening side of Heather. And Brett, sh- like, Brett seeing this frightening side of Heather is, like, good. But Brett says he's not going to get into it. He just, gonna t- he just tells Lacey to go address Heather now and resolve it. And Heather- but Heather's already inside talking to Jess about how mad she is that Lacey has used it for a whole two weeks. Which, okay, so that had me thinking. I was like, wait a motherfucking second. Are you saying it's only been two weeks since you guys got in this house? That's not true. It's not possible because of the way they do time, like... They do a challenge, they do a date, and then the next day they do an elimination. But maybe, it's the 10th it's episodes though, and only one episode was one whole day. Maybe two weeks. No, it's, I don't know. I, I think maybe, maybe Heather's got, doesn't have a full grasp of time. Or maybe she's referring to something specific that happened, I'm not sure. So Jess is still eating just nodding and said, mm-hmm, okay, okay, she did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, that's how you play it, Jess. I'm like, what? She deleted your report from the shared drive. <laughs> that's not, you can't recover it? Mmm. interesting. And you called her mom a bitch? Oh, wow. In the conference room and the CEO walked by. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Take another bite of my food. <laughs> like, <laughs> now what are you gonna do? <laughs> and that's when Heather yells, why don't you tell your dad how many times you suck Brett's dick while you've been here? Well, the answer to that is at least once, right? Right? Lacey says that she really cares about her friend, Heather, but she also cares about Brett and there's a conflict. I mean, she's in the talking head. she <laughs> She's in a whole different space. And heather is Lacey dad Lacey, like Lacey, she goes to her dad and they're talking Lacey's dad said she he's known her for 30 years and someone who's known her for 15 minutes can't presume to tell him about her jess and her family are just having a good time and not being involved in this jess is like i'm so happy my parents are chill we're just laughing they're like oh so something terrible is happening but Heather and Lacey keep fighting. Heather is hyped. Lacey's trying to calm her down. Heather says that Lacey's been riding her coattails the entire time. And she'd be gone a long time if it wasn't for Heather. I think that's pretty much true. I don't think Brett is sexually attracted to Lacey. I don't think Lacey is sexually attracted to Brett. Now, Lacey says that early on in the season, while off camera, Brett told her that he was on and off with his baby mama, and that's why she decided to play the villain, because she knew it wasn't going to happen. I don't think that's actually true. I mean... It is true he was on and off with his baby mama, but I do everything. Everybody talks about Brett. Is he was a professional. He was an executive producer. Like he was, he really wanted this show to go. Like he is involved in the show in a way that Flav wasn't in his. And I just don't believe Brett would be like, "Oh, let's wait till the cameras are down. Let me tell a contestant that uh, I'm not serious about this shit." You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Just seem like it. Just seems it seems like a lie. Is what it seems like. Um. But yeah, I don't think Lacey would still be there if, it wasn't for Heather either, if she and Heather won a team. Um, essentially, Heather tells her to keep her parents' names out of her mouth. Don't talk about my parents. Lacey tells her to stop drinking for an hour to listen to this. And then Heather yells in front of Lacey's family. Lacey's been sucking Brett's dick every night and that she watched Lacey suck his dick one night. I believe she watched Lacey suck his dick. Uh, I don't know if she sucks his dick every night. He's not there every night. Um, and Heather and Lacey confirm that this fight is real. This is a real fight. I I believe them both, um, and Leather's fam, Lacy's fam are appalled that someone was yelling. They're doing the marriage boot camp bullshit. You know, one of the, I love marriage boot camp. I haven't watched it in a, in a bit because they're now getting people I don't know who they are, but uh, they always have some couple from Bachelor Nation on there, and they're along with some couple from Love and Hip Hop, along with some couple from Tea Mom or something like that. And there's always some sort of fight or argument, and the the couple from Bachelor Nation, which is always white, is like, I don't know. People were yelling. Somebody raised their voice. She threw a pillow. I just, I'm not used to this. I don't know what to do. And then I'm always like, bitch, you are not better than this show. You can't be better than a show that you're literally on. You can't. Did you cash the check? That you're not better than this show. Because if you were better than this show, then you could, then you wouldn't have cashed a check, did you? Dude, what season was it? Mm. I can't remember their names. I think they were from The Bachelor. I think they were from Bachelor Paradise. So they were from Bachelor Universe. But, you know, uh, it's a white lady and a white girl and a white dude. And later, people had told me that they'd only been together a couple of weeks before they came on this show. Because they got together on Bachelor Paradise. But like it's real obvious they never watched the show because in on Marriage Boot Camp they always make you write a letter of some sort and the dude wrote the letter like she was never gonna see it. I'm like, bitch, you're on a reality TV. She's definitely gonna see it. But he writes it like she's never gonna see it. And he basically wrote down like a bunch I mean, it was like a it was like a slam book. He was like, She wears too much makeup, her eyelashes are bullshit or full of lice. I'm sorry, I I've been thinking a lot about that. Um um, I watched a TikTok video on how to clean my eyelashes. I think I found my TikTok niche. I'm just finding out how to do stuff. Um, I was trying to clean my deck, and I and I was looking for like ways to clean a deck though, and all the videos that came up were ways to clean a dick because on TikTok people put an asterisk to like to like make words not not safe for work, safe for work or whatever. So. Two questions. Why were there a thousand videos on how to clean a dick? And, <laughs> and also, where are the deck videos? <laughs> but anyway, I was watching a video where about how to clean my um eyelash extensions. Uh and and so I was just like getting information about that and a girl the the girl that was on it was like uh uh, lash tech and she was like, yeah, you can get lice in your eyelashes. And I was like, wait a whole fucking minute. No, I can't I mean, I don't I don't have eyelashes like that, you know, people have eyelashes that are like You know that are like furry little beasts on their eyes But I don't have I just have like I literally they just gave me eyelashes cuz I never had I, I never had I don't grow hair like that I just don't grow hair and so um So they just give me natural looking eyelashes that look a little long but they're but people Often think they belong to me, Um, but I've just been obsessed with the idea of someone with lice in their eyelashes. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? (laughs) So anyway, what was I saying? Oh, he basically said that like she's a terrible person. She was fat. He he didn't think she was that smart. All kinds of stuff. So then it comes time, you know, we bring the letters to the circle and they want you to read them. And the letter was just so harsh because. She didn't know what he felt in of those. Like, all the other letters were like, that time you cheated on me and had that baby with so-and-so, really hurt my feelings. Like, shit that you've talked about a billion times. So there were no surprises in anyone else's letter. But in his letters, basically, like, I don't like this bitch. I don't find her attractive and she's dirty. Or something like that. And so he didn't want to read it. And so, which is, he was like, oh, shit, I gotta read it. I don't want to read it. So he refused to read it. And what production did was they took his letter and, and put it on her pillow that night when it was time to go to sleep, and she read it, and like was incredibly embarrassed, was really upset. He's upset with production. He's like, I don't know why I have to do this. Why do I? Have to, why would y'all do that? Well, because we're on a reality show. That's why he did it. Anyway, I just went on a tangent, on a tangent, on a tangent. But the reason, <laughs> but that's what that's what Lacey's family reminds me of So Someone was yelling and we're not used to yelling. It's fine if you're not used to yelling, but I just don't think you're better than this. That's Lacey's daddy. I don't, Otis, I don't think you're better than this. That earring tells me you're not better than this. Don't give me that. Um, like you're like, I feel like the whole time they've been on the screen, they've been trying to sh- they've been trying to like prove that they're better than everything. Like, we have too much money. We're, we need a prenup. We wouldn't get on a bull. Okay, whatever, bro. Whatever. You're on this show. So you might want to rethink it. I mean, so they go talk to Brett about this. He, go, he shows up. He's like, sorry to bother you, big boy. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and Brett is very much like, um, so what? Otis says he doesn't care about Lacey's sex life. She's 31 years old, but it's trashy that Heather's yelling about it. And he wants to talk about like, basically, Brett's like, it, you never want a man to come up to you and say, I want to talk to you about whose dick my daughter's been sucking. You know? Uh Personally, I think it's trashy to be wearing a turtleneck with short sleeves and shorts. I think that's trashy, Otis. I think that's like, pick a, pick a lane. Is it cold or not? Which one is it? Uh, People who live in short sleeves turtlenecks shouldn't throw stones. That's how I feel. So whatever. Um, Brett just kind of stand there, stands there and repeats what they say. He wants to know why no one is saving him. And then we cut to a scene of Big John sleeping on the <laughs> Which is obviously not from right then or either stage or whatever. They did it for comedic stuff, but you know what? It I laughed, so. <laughs> That's when Lacey says she can't put her parents through this and you have to draw a line somewhere and she starts to get weepy. My parents don't deserve this, what did they do? Well, they gave birth to you. That's That was the problem. That, that's, let's start there. They made a mistake. And so, Brett basically says, girl, that's between y'all. I'm not getting involved in this. Again, me at my job, eating Chipotle for lunch, one co-worker comes over and tells me that they hate the other coworker. I get all the tea. Then the other co-worker comes over and gives me more tea about so-and-so. And then they're like, what do you think, princess? I'd be like, that's between y'all. I mean, keep telling me the information, but that's between y'all. <laughs> I mean, it's also between me because I want all the information. But I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to get involved in this. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat it on my podcast tonight. So, <laughs> so it's elimination night. Heather's nervous because she says it could go either way. Jess is laughing because she knows one of them is going home. And Lacey says that none of what she has ever done could come close to what Heather has done on this day. I don't believe that. We had uh, Lacey, do you remember that time you chased that black lady around the uh, the house pushing her, trying to hope that she'd whoop your ass? You, ever, you think about that? So I think this is the exception to the rule about having their interview outside it means they go home because all three women had their interview outside. Um, but Jess gets picked first, of course, and then he tells Lacey to go home. He says there's a side of her that confuses him and it would ruin their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Or we're at the end and it's time for Lacey to go home. She's, she is no longer useful to production. Lacey says she's very shocked. She never expected it. And she says that she hopes that, uh, Brent eliminates both Heather and Jess because none of them deserve to be there. And that's the end. Next week is the finale. We see Heather and Jess go off to someplace to fight for Brett's love and obviously Heather loses. We all know that. Let's just get let's just get that out the way. But you know, I still I always enjoy this episode and then I I really enjoy the reunion. So until next week, guys.